Good morning, everyone. Today is September 28th, 2018, 7.47 in the morning. It may well be my last podcast of September, seeing as how Monday will be October and I haven't been podcasting on the weekends. It could change, of course. Always in motion is the future. <coughs> All right, I've got my coffee ready here. Mmm, delicious. 56 degrees here this morning. Go through the passageway of doom. So that we can avoid the possible beeping. Although, you know what's funny is yesterday, you know, as soon as I finished podcasting, those construction guys disappeared. It was like they were only there to fuck with me. I mean, it's like the world is stacked against me. Ah, it's amazing that so many people can spend their time just messing with me. <laughs> so I woke up earlier this morning, which is good. Sun's really coming out now. It's um, it was chillier earlier this morning. It was like fifty when I got up, but um, that clear skies today, that clear autumnal blue, and the sun's really coming out and gilding the trees. Let's see if I can take a picture while I'm talking. It hasn't worked before, right? I should probably try not to, but let's just see. All right, here we are taking the picture of the light on the tree. Come back. Oh, it worked. I must have like hit buttons funny before. All right. So now you have the live picture from the podcast. The light on the crab apple tree. I've been um, rather busily messaging already this morning. I don't always do that. But I had sent Corrine a message last night when I knew she was asleep because she's in the Netherlands. And so she had replied to me in my middle of the night. But uh, because I'm working on this story with Ursula and Harlan, I had to... This is one of Corrine's jobs as my assistant, is I message her and I say, who knew which piece of information when? (laughs) And bless her, she goes and looks it up for me. Fortunately, she very rarely says, you know, you dummy, it was this, how can you not remember that? Uh, they're always, I think, reasonably good questions. Although sometimes I ask about the same thing multiple times. And there are reasons for that. But, um, you know, the whole thing about, and I know I've talked about this before some, but, you know, the first person point of view thing, you only know what the person in first person in that point of view knows. And so figuring out sometimes what conversations people will have had off stage or you know outside of that person's perspective is not always easy um sometimes i think i should just like go through and write wouldn't can you imagine i would be like a george R. R. martin tome if i went through and wrote like all of the conversations that people had <laughs> sort of in the interstices of of the book so ugh, i it would be unreal 
but also might be amusing. I've often thought that if, um, oh, if, when, when, uh, they decide to make an HBO miniseries of The Twelve Kingdoms and the Uncharted Realms, that uh, I would go through, you know, they, you wouldn't want to stick with just one POV. So, you know, we'd go back to the beginning, um, to maybe to Jenna's story or to Andy's story, and we would write all of these Every, what's going on with everyone else at the same time, and I would like write all of that out um, as novellas or what have you for the screenwriters, and then we would release those too so that you guys could have them. Wouldn't that be cool? I think it'd be super cool. I might do it if I'm going to finish up the whole arc of the. I don't know if that'd be fun to do without it. Hard to say. Anyway, uh, so it's this whole thing about figuring out. Who might have found out what information when, and who knows what secrets? Uh, it makes a makes a big difference. And one of the things I trip over, I was going back and forth with Karina about this because I, I said I think that Harlan said something about this to Ursula in the Crown of the Queen when Crawl arrived, and I thought, no, no, wait, wait, because I changed things. See, originally the novella. The Crown of the Queen was the beginning of the Pages of the Mind. Um, and when my editor got the first draft of the Pages of the Mind, he said, I think this starts in the wrong place. I talked about this before, right? Happens. Uh, and he says, I think you need to cut like the first 20,000 words <laughs> from this book. I mean, it might have been more like 16,000 words. But still, it was a fair chunk from the beginning of the book. And he said, make it into a novella if you want to. But I think that the crown of the queen should start here. And basically, he said that, he, or I'm sorry, the pages of the mind. I think the pages of the mind should start here. And basically, he said he thought that the pages of the mind should start when news of the Desnarians arriving at Ordnone comes, which is what happens. I mean, there's a little bit in that first chapter, the conversation between Ursula and Daphne that sets up Daphne's backstory. But... Um, Otherwise, it's when the Desnarians arrive, when Kral arrives. Well, originally, uh, the way I'd written it, they get the news that Kral and the Desnarians are coming before the coronation. So when I split off the beginning of that book and I made the beginning of the original beginning of the pages of the mind into the novella the crown of the queen which is essentially about ursula's coronation uh i had to move things so i like extracted that whole chunk about the desnarians writing and moved it entirely to the pages of the mind uh, and took it out of the crown of the queen so you know, it's weird when you do that because, of course, you have to blend and edit and you change the conversations and you change the order of who knows what, when. And I started thinking, well, maybe this conversation I remember when Harlan says something, maybe it got edited out entirely. And indeed, uh, Corrine says it's not in Crown of the Queen. Or she said it was not in pages. Well, anyway, I don't think it's in either place. So she said that's not to say we don't know what conversation Urla, Ursula and Harlan had 
off screen because Crown of the Queen is and Pages of the Mind are both written from Daphne's point of view. So Ursula and Harlan would have had plenty of conversations that Daphne wasn't privy to, no matter what uh, Jep might fantasize. <laughs> That's an inside joke for all of you who've read the books. So anyway, it's interesting to try to disentangle in my head what I think have happened and and ha and look at what exactly I've put on the page before. Um, you know, and and some people talk about there, there are some, especially fantasy writers, will keep pretty extensive world Bibles. You know, and they'll say, this is why you should have a world Bible. But I don't think a world Bible would... would <laughs> I, I trail off as I'm thinking about it. I don't think it would contain that kind of information. I'm thinking what I really wish I had is like a Venn diagram of like who all knows which secrets when. It would be great to try to depict that. <laughs> but it would have to be a, uh, a moving Venn diagram of some sort because it changes at different points of time. So all of this is to say it's probably just much easier to message Corrine and torment her with my many questions. But anyway, I think that... Uh, there will be some, some revealing of secrets in this novella, which I'm calling The Summer of the Something or The Something of the Summer. How's that? We'll have to figure it out. Um, I, I really kind of want to call it something like The Dog Days, which w actually wouldn't be correct because this is like early and midsummer and dog days of summer refer to the end of the summer when Sirius the dog star is high in the sky. Uh, so it'll be something else. I haven't, I'll figure it out more as the story goes along. Something else that I've realized because I've started to more closely track, um, like how many, I, you know, I've always tracked how many words I write a day, but I haven't really kept track of um, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, how, how that accumulates over time. Um, and I've only started doing that in the last, I don't know, maybe just since summer, um, keeping track of how many words I write each day on a particular book so that I have the entire history of the book. And that's proved to be a useful thing because I've kind of been kicking myself that's taking me a long time to ramp up into this novella. Um, I'm at about 5,000 words now, which isn't bad out of 25,000, but I was hoping to get back up into 4,000 words a day. And I started Tuesday, so I've only done three days so far, but um, I thought that I would, I knew that I would start slow. I'm, I'm good at that you know it's like oh you know the first couple days I won't get that high but I really thought I'd start kicking in more uh, yesterday and so far you know I'm still writing I'm not really going much past 15 1600 words a day I've also been reworking I've been going back and reworking this beginning quite a bit trying to find the exact story and everything so that slows me down so there is that uh, but I feel like I can't, I really wanted to nail down this opening scene 
before I went too much farther. So scene one, and then I'll nail down act one. And I've realized that I really do do this. For all that I say that I steam forward, I really do come back and look at the... Uh, I retool those opening scenes a fair amount when I'm starting. Uh, it also takes me a little while to work my way in the story. So I made some handy charts, some graphs in Excel, which I love how easy it is to do. And I was looking at the last couple of things that I've been working on, and I found that that first week that I work on a story, I am slow. I I do hit lower word counts. So I guess it's reassuring in a way. It's good to know that that's what I do each time. So we'll get back going on that, see if I get a little bit farther today. I, I think I'm getting into the meat of the story now, and I'll probably go back and chop out some of that backstory from the beginning. We'll see. See, this is another reason why I can't remember what I actually put on the page and what I know. Uh, yeah, so Friday, Friday, everybody looking forward to a good weekend, I hope. I um, am thinking about going to see The Wife at Violet Crown Cinema in Santa Fe here, which is lovely because it's uh, you can have wine while you watch the movie and uh, reserve your seat ahead and all that sort of thing. It's also civilized. I love that about it. Um, the Wife is based on a book by Meg Wolitzer of the same name, and I read that many, many moons ago. Uh, literary fiction and I loved that book it's such a great book and so I'm really I would really like to go see this movie I'm seriously tempted to go see it and uh, my friend Megan may go too we're sort of seeing we're we're hanging loose um, as we're, we're not sure we can make our plans mesh and Margaret is back in Omaha but she's considering going to see it too and we could do like a a tandem movie watch and discuss after which I think would be amusing. Margaret just really needs to move to Santa Fe. That's all there is to it. <laughs> um, and then what? Oh, and then I, I probably need to do laundry this weekend. That's exciting. And Sunday afternoon, I'm going to go down to Albuquerque and meet up with my collaborator, Jim, and fellow sci-fi writer, Sage Walker. I think we're going to go meet for tea tea and pastries. So that should be lovely. Um, that's mostly just to socialize. No particular agenda. I haven't seen Sage in a while and I was wondering what she's up to. I also chatted a little bit this morning <laughs> with uh, Kelly Robson, a science fiction writer also. And some fantasy, too. She's up in Toronto, and she messaged that she's... Well, it was in the Safwa Slack chat room. They were talking about plans and so forth, and she was saying that she is going to visit her brother for Thanksgiving next week. And I was, of course, required to say that Canadians do Thanksgiving weird. And she said, nah-uh. She said, it makes much more sense for Thanksgiving to be now because a late November harvest 
makes absolutely no sense that far north in Canada. And I concede her point, you know, and said, well, you know, actually a late things, late November harvest doesn't make much sense for most of the U.S. either. Uh, and then I've, and then I started to get knotted up in my head, which seems to be my theme of the day. And I said, well, was it because the first Thanksgiving was in the south? Was it down by Virginia or Maryland? And I thought, no, maybe it was in New England. Was it Plymouth? Uh, so then I had to look it up. And it turns out the whole Plymouth Thanksgiving is a myth. And I think maybe that's why I was thinking that. And that there was uh, an event that they called Thanksgiving on December 6th or 2nd uh, in Virginia a year before that. So that's where I had that from. Uh, so that would make more sense. But then it turns out that that was sort of like... Um, Dictated, saying, oh, when your ships land, you will have a Thanksgiving celebration. And then, amusingly enough, I'd heard people say that New Mexico really had the Thanksgiving. Uh, apparently, in uh, the late 1500s, the conquistadors, I love it how nobody says conquistadors anymore. They say Spanish explorers. The Spanish explorers, um, which to me feels like a kind of... Um, it's not exactly whitewashing, but I, I'm not sure exactly what the reason is for not calling them conquistadors anymore. But uh, Spanish explorers is making it quite a lot nicer than what it was because they were not exploring, they were conquering. So there we are. But anyway, they had a Thanksgiving um, to celebrate crossing the Rio Grande, uh, which has changed course since then. Uh, it was down near El Paso, which is on the border of New Mexico and Texas, and they were on the Mexican side then, but it's the U.S. side now. So that's why New Mexico says we actually had the first Thanksgiving, which I never knew why people said that, except that people like to claim that New Mexico is first in many things, which is is fair, because, you know, Santa Fe and Bernalillo are some of the oldest cities in the United States. Santa Fe is over 400 years old. So it puts the, uh, you know, the whole eastern colonies and their cities a little bit to to shame, as it were, uh, those latecomers uh, arriving in the 1600s. So, I mean, and of course, all of this is through the lens of... of uh, European occupation of the country. But as far as that's concerned, the Spanish were in New Mexico and other parts of the Southwest building cities quite a while before the pilgrims arrived in on the East Coast. So there we are, our Thanksgiving lesson for the day. You can share out your trivia with your friends. Ask them if they know. If I, I think it's interesting that we had associated Thanksgiving with a harvest festival when it turns out that's not exactly true. And it does make sense that, uh, you know, really the harvests are going on now, right? You get your harvest done before uh, hard frost sets in. And we can feel it. The leaves are starting to turn and it's going to, it's going to happen. Uh, Colleen. Hi, Colleen. I feel like I should mispronounce your name. Colleen. Colleen Healing. Uh, she, Colleen Champagne is down in Dallas, and she likes to post pictures of her Starbucks cups and how they misinterpret her <laughs> name. <laughs> but uh, 
she reports that in Texas it's nowhere near autumn at all and that it's still hot summer. So I, I can't help you. That's what you get for living in Texas. As I often say to Grace Draven whenever she complains about the Houston weather, although she's getting mostly relocated to Wimberley, I think she'll be better off now. All right. Well, I think that... Uh, it's enough rambling random topics for the day. It's always interesting to go back inside and come up with my tags and my episode summary and try to uh, encapsulate my wandering conversation. Probably it doesn't matter, right, who chooses to listen to these based on the episode summary. Uh, you all are just loyal, loyal listeners to my random babblings. So I hope you all have a lovely day and a wonderful weekend. I, if you go see the wife, or if you've read the wife, um, yeah, ping me about that. Let's let's chat. Let's talk about it. I think the wife is really a brilliant book. Meg Wallitzer. I should remember to put that in my tags. All right, you all have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for sharing my first cup of coffee with me, and I will chat with you all on Monday in October. Bye.